hello, Jackson. I can't tell you how good it feels to be back. Like, together. We have, yeah, we haven't been together in person for a little bit. Plus, I think that a lot of people... I actually had a few messages. I think some people kind of thought we had, were having a tiff, you and I. Based and off that last trucker's friend where I said, yeah. what are you going to do for the next <laughs> 20 years to get ready for the, for the drought? Yeah. Did anyone message you about it? No. Yeah, I got, I got a phone call even from a friend. He's like, so that was a little different, huh? I never seen you and your, you and your brother were like fighting. I was like, we weren't fighting. Like, but I, I think, I think it was just kind of eyebrow raising for, cause you know, here we're like, yeah. And anyway, <laughs> I got a lot of comments about it. So anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about on those truckers friend episodes we do, which are a, a companion to Jackson's YouTube channel. After Jackson posts videos, I'll go through and, and watch that and, and just some things that come to mind watching it or if I have some questions or kind of some behind the scenes further clarification, we'll, we'll do, you know, a little, a quick sit down just to talk about that. And was this the last, I think it was the last one I we did. it was the last one. Jackson yep. was talking about the drought cycle in Montana that it seems like about every 20 years you get a three year drought, kind of a consistent thing and just coming out of this drought and. And Jackson was real happy about it on his YouTube. And <laughs> so I, and, and I even, I even debated to not even say anything, but I thought it was of interest a little bit. I said, all right, cool. So, you know, you know, another one's coming in 20 years. What, what are you doing to get ready for that next drought? And, and Jackson got his feelings hurt real bad. I think it came no. across a little different. I can't remember how it came out, but it came out like, wow. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for enjoying the new nice weather pattern. <laughs> well, it was funny. No, it was, I, I debated saying it because I, I kind of thought like, it wasn't what you were trying to get. I can't even remember what it was you were trying to get at. My whole point was that, but the road us kinda, as humans, yeah, that's, when we know stuff, we're like, for instance, I'm right in the middle of it. Winters, okay. there's stuff last winter that I needed to do for this coming winter, and I need to have it done in the spring. Still isn't done. It's not done. Summer's over. Human it's nature. Not done. Right? <laughs> Here it is. It's almost, it's almost winter and I'm going to be scrambling. I'm going to, I'm going to look at my phone and go, oh man, it's going to freeze tomorrow. We're getting snow and I still haven't done what I planned on doing months ago to get ready. My whole point was it's kind of a, a cute little thing us as humans do is we know things are coming. We are, it's very difficult for us to prepare ourselves. And it rolled out more like ranchers will never figure it out. You guys are never going to figure it out. Can't wait to see it the next drought. <laughs> basically how it came out which also is what's gonna happen <laughs> what's gonna happen, <laughs> what's gonna happen? Uh, anyway so that yeah that was oh, um, my goodness that's funny you got some messages oh, about that was really funny because you know you and i we do it whatever we talk we've talked about things for years like that you know back and forth over the phone yeah but to have all these other people get to peek in and hear that <laughs> huh so you look right and then we had a little kind of a sort of hiatus i guess <laughs> just because of yeah, our busyness pod- podcast you know? is over <laughs> That's it. It's canceled. We, we got, one, we got one disagreement. Well, it wasn't even a disagreement. Luke just made fun of me one time. And we're out of here. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's, um, that's, that's good. No, we, we've been, man, things have been crazy. A number of things. And I'm just, I'm just, my voice might sound a little different. I'm just getting over a sickness that, that really smoked me. Yeah. I traveled down to Arizona for some education and, and came home sick as a stinking dog, man. It was struggling. No good, but, but I, I'm I'm pretty much recovered except my little bit of a cough and my voice a little bit. 
I have so many little knickknack things I've been saving up, but this one just bubbled to the surface. It's a new low in animal human relation. And I, <laughs> that might come out funny, but I should clarify in the, the, the pet owner, whatever. We've talked about it a few times. Check this out. It was a, it was a couple that was announcing that they were pregnant. And you know, everyone, it's just, it's kind of like this race to see who can be more and more creative and fun and gender reveals. And so I'm going to, I'm going to interject a little side note here because I have to get this out or else I'm, okay. it's going to bother me so okay. much. I'm not going to hear the rest of your story. Okay. Please, anyone, just don't do this, anyone, but particularly don't do it in front of me, which means I'm probably going to get a bunch of messages that are doing this forever. <laughs> okay. Couples cannot be pregnant. Males do not get pregnant. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not trying, I'm not trying to like make, make a statement. any statement. Just, right. Males uh, can't get pregnant. Okay. Take it outside of humans. If you, if you have the whole, you know, hot button things of can males be pregnant? Not is <laughs> go just to animals. Okay. A bull can't get pregnant. <laughs> a cow gets pregnant. Correct. Okay. Correct. The, the, I have just this, you know, everyone seems to have things that will just make their skin crawl when they hear it or see it. And when when couples say we're pregnant, it is weird. It just makes it makes my skin crawl because okay. the woman you can say we are expecting. Yeah, we're expecting. Yeah. Please don't say we're pregnant. We're pregnant. And so you said this couple was saying we're pregnant. No. Well, this is well really maybe okay. Say this off, I know I have a feeling we're going, but mind. please, everybody, <laughs> respect what. <laughs> the the woman carrying the woman. your child is doing and don't try and take any of that on as saying we're pregnant my wife is pregnant or we're expecting <laughs> very good very good okay anyway that's good so they wanted to really get creative and think outside of the box and as most couples have nowadays they have between one and four animals so to reveal this announcement to make it public they hung a little like a sign uh, like a pushboard, whatever holds up the letters, like a sign that was around their dog's neck, and the dog was in front of them sitting, and they were standing there, you know, kind of in an embrace. The couple was, and it said on the board, "Mom and Dad are getting me a human baby." That was the announcement. Huh. So they're getting their dog a human baby. Well, it's what every dog wants. Whatever. Whatever. Just one of those that caught my, caught my eye. I was like, I had one of the neatest things this podcast has done for me on a personal level and relationship level is I've learned something about you of how obsessed you are with people and their, their animal relationships. I don't know. Like it's a, it didn't used to be this way. It didn't used to, what didn't used to be this way? Have you ever heard the term (laughs) rent free in your head? Yes. I feel like any of these kind of stories about about people and their strange relationships with their pets live rent free in your Am head. I getting like algorithmically targeted, you think? Because it's like all, it's just so much. I get it so much. Well, it's because you, yeah, you click on well, it. You, you click on it. Mentioned it. Anyway. Something else. We've been doing this a year now. Is it our year mark? Yeah, August 8th. Huh. So we're over a year. That's, Surpri- that's surprised good. we stuck with it. I, I feel like we've been pretty consistent. I think some of our listeners would, would you know, like to dispute I, that. But There was a comment on the last a YouTube video and it just kind of, it kind of hurt 
but you, you can't say it just can't say anything about it whatever but it said you know great video you guys have been struggling on the podcast lately was it struggling or slack i saw read that it too. was slacking slack, yeah. you've been slacking on the podcast and on the you know i'm like <laughs> you just don't, i know there was nothing meant by it but i'm like you have no i mean it's something to put together a podcast when you live in the same town with someone like I listen to these these Dale Jr. Dirty Mo Media podcasts where they have different race people doing these different podcasts, and they can't hardly get it together. And they all live, you know, a couple of their shows. Like last second, they're trying to pull guests out of the hallways because people haven't showed up from their houses in the town that they all live in. Together. And and they're getting paid for this. And they're getting paid. <laughs> They've got huge sponsors. So you know, I'm looking at this, and you read that comment, and again, I know nothing was meant by that, but. It, it appears like, man, it, come on, guys, like put it out or don't put it out. And you're like, you, you just have yeah. no idea the amount of resource and time and money that is just, just being blown out. And I think, mo- I think everyone appreciates it. It just it stung, <laughs> just stung me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read that too. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I considered commenting back, but then I deleted my comment. It's probably, probably for the best. When you start getting into discussion on YouTube comments, you have hit the bottom. I know. So yeah, we've been doing it a year. So last week, you and your, your buddy Branson put a, did, a, did a podcast when I wasn't able to, to get together. And I, I drove last weekend down to, I guess, the, the Moscow, Idaho area. Uh-huh pick up a load of goats and so i'd listen to that when i was driving hey you guys did a good job i i do have a something you guys talked about it and i'm gonna have to get this off my chest is oh, your okay. guys's you have techniques something. for for drinking energy drinks oh, yeah so i'm gonna What's i'm gonna your, tell you do you have an alternative yeah i'm gonna call it the normal thing is you open it and drink it <laughs> that's true we didn't really present that did we so you know there is another alternative you just open it and drink it so I'm going to tell you what my problem with your technique is. Okay. So it, from what you were saying, I got the impression that you just barely crack the, the, the lid on that thing. Yeah. The, to where it appears shut. Still. And you're not drinking a bottle. You're drinking like a can. Yeah. Like yeah. A, is it 16 ounce, a little taller can. Yeah. Yeah. You just crack it. So you just get a little bit out and you can sip on it. I, you actually, you have to like suck on the face of the can. You kind of have to... Like the, a sucker fish. The, the problem is you've got that lip on the top of the can. Yeah. That, that's always going to fill with saliva. Yeah. So for every sip you take, you have about 50% of lukewarm saliva. Yes. Mixed, mixed with your drink. Which, True. Which is, I guess if it's your own saliva, whatever, but kind of a, kind of gross, a little bit gross, mm-hmm. I guess. There's one factor that you haven't put into this equation though. Truckers have a very, very, very low bar of what will disgust them to the point of not consuming. Well, were you aware you're getting a half saliva every it's time never, you? It's never crossed my mind. Never crossed your mind. So now you might not be able to. So do it. maybe, maybe as a, a a technique, you may make sure you slurp your slurpee out of there after you do your like sucker fish thing. Make sure you clean warm, the rim. Warm saliva is always better than cold saliva to. <laughs> You're going to have to well, I mean, get it back in. Saliva is a weird thing where it's fine. Once in your mouth, you never think of it. But for some reason, if it leaves for any moment of time and comes back, it's like <laughs> nothing more strange, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and then and then Branson, where he'll he'll suck on it for a week before he finishes a can yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, that's with just total flat, no flat, carbonation warm. left, just room, probably hot because you're in the car and you leave it in there while you go in yeah. to eat or something. Gets pretty hot pretty fast. Yeah. So I my suggestion is maybe you both just try opening it and drinking it. Just normal. Yeah, okay. I know you both have your reasons that you get a little more energy than you might have anticipated, but. Okay. You know, I would ask the energy industry, would you just make a normal size can? Like, have you tried the you five hour a, energies? Yeah, I never caught on to them very well. I got a little, just made me feel a little sickish. See, those make me feel less sick than others because they don't have that big sugar punch in them. Yeah. But well, I make sure I get the ones that aren't, well, conventional sugar. I don't know what they put in them to be <laughs> no sugar. Oh, you know, whatever those as we are. talked about it a number of episodes ago, my go-to now is that the, the, the caffeinated sparkling, sparkling water. water. I need to try that. Because it's just water with caffeine with maybe a little bit of mango flavor or something. Yeah. It's not as much, so you have to drink a lot of it, but. Can't you just get caffeine like in a dropper? Like just put a drip of you it on You can get it in tongue? a pill. I'm sure you can get it in a dropper, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people use it for like diet pills. Do you think it would be out? way more healthy for you to just take a little pill that has the same amount as whatever amount of soda and then just drink water with it all night? That's got to be way ahead, right? You'd think it's because not you don't exciting. have all that other stuff, but I don't know what those energy drinks, all the other, you know, B vitamins. Like what's or giving you the whatever, energy? What is it the caffeine or the combination of it all? Or I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I, I, I have experienced caffeine pills before. And <laughs> is it a whole other level of weirdness? It made me feel like I was, made me feel like I was going to like, I was gonna like vibrate out of my skin. It, like I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, well, maybe start with half clear. one, half a yeah. half a pill first. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, so your latest YouTube episode. We're gonna do a trucker's friend on that. But and we talked about this a couple episodes ago. That when you were on that NASCAR trip to New Hampshire, that that kid who came out in the middle of the night, yeah, JT. So going down to Idaho, I guess over to Idaho is kind of what I did. Yeah, I, I was up in up high in Idaho. My my seven year old son and I headed over there, and we left here. I don't know about about four o'clock or so in the afternoon. We were going to drive over to Moscow and then sleep sleep there, and then <clears> load up early in the morning and drive home. And we got over to Missoula. There'd been a lot of road construction. Things were pretty bumpy. Pulling the stock trailer, who we I talked about this before. Someone borrowed it, blew a tire out, replaced it with a used tire, and then left me the bill for it. Right. <laughs> anyway, that tire blew out around Missoula. The used one they put on. Yeah, blew out on the freeway. So we got pulled over, got the spare on, but these tires are starting to, in general, they don't have too many more miles left on them. So I, I started thinking, yeah, I need to get another spare at least. If not, maybe I can yeah, maybe just get all the yeah. get all the tires replaced right now, real quick. And so this was just a few minutes before seven o'clock, and there were a few five tire stores open still till seven. And I started calling, and I could not get one person, even though they were still in hours by a few minutes. I couldn't mm -hmm. get anyone to stick around. To I said, "Look, I'm going to come buy five tires." Yeah, so I, I'm going to come. Nothing. I'm going to come buy five tires. I mean, I'm not asking you to come out and change my flat on the side of the freeway i'm i'm mobile i can be to your place in 10 minutes and i will buy five tires right now so 
Nothing. No one. No Nothing. one even, not even a hint of even. Mm-hmm. Like care less. And I'm like, like, wait, you're like, people come and you're happy to sell four tires. I'm going to come buy five tires. <laughs> a bonus. The next I'm going to come buy five tires. Who buys a brand new spare tire? And, you're uh, going to do it. And no one would, no one would do it. Uh, so I just said, well. So uh, here's what I'm get. Why not just as a good business practice, you close at seven, right? Why don't you just leave that posted? We close at seven, but you keep someone on the payroll because this happens to happen all the time. I mean, I'm sure it's very normal. People always call right before. You probably would get enough regular business of those last minute calls every day that you would be well worth it to just figure on nobody actually goes home till 7.20 or whatever, 7.30. But to keep, keep your business hours, we close at 7. We actually close at 7.30. Nobody knows that. I'm, I'm guarantee you would continue to, you know, get those. And, and then how happy would you be? Like, you would be sitting here going, you know what? I called Les Schwab in, Bill in, in, in Missoula. With, it was five to seven. And they, they, they brought me in, did my tires. You'd be talking about how awesome that oh, yeah. was, right? Yeah, I mean, you Instead need tires, like, go to this place. They, yeah, yeah I would, I, but I just, that was such a contrast to your your experience with that guy coming out in the middle of the night and but going we, above and then, and I mean, we had, I don't remember if I mentioned it, uh, the first nine people that we called. Wouldn't nope. do. And they're like, it says you're, you advertise that you're open until 11. It's not even close to that. Mm. Well, we're just not going to be around tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so to find someone that Yeah, cares, real frustrating. Yeah. Well, so I, we just, I, well, well, you, I you can't know the difference. Sitting. JT was small time. He's a young guy hustling, got a young shop, fresh shop. He's out there. He wants it all. Big corporate shop, big corporate tire shop, chain store tire shop. <laughs> Which that's what seems like they all are nowadays. Every one of them. So we, I just said, well, I guess we'll just drive till we get there. We have another blowout and then we'll pull over and wait till morning. Yeah. But we, we made it all the way to, all the way to Moscow and pulled into a tire shop there and and slept in the parking lot of that place and they opened up at 7.30 and huh. it, it wasn't a chain place, I don't think. And boy, that guy was absolutely thrilled to sell five tires on Saturday. First thing in the morning, boom. Probably made his whole business day. Sitting there waiting, at the, waiting for him to open up and... Yeah. You, yeah. You know, if you drive under about 85, those tires tend to last a lot. They don't build as much heat and blow out. <laughs> on those old trailer. Man, I tell you what, those roads the whole way were rough so, can you believe how so we bad got it there is? go to go to open up well first i go to open up my trailer gate to load these goats and one of the latches on the back of my trailer is vibrated off and gone really just yep I, well i'm assuming that's what happened because i didn't back into anything and knock it off and then i op- finally get the door open and then my gate in the middle of my trailer one of the it's laying on the floor because one of the hinges is broken Jiminy. that's so it was, man, it would, it vibrated the heck out of that trailer. And here's the, he's talking to you guys about, it's, that's I-90. Yeah. From Zula through the Idaho Panhandle, which would continue into Washington if you stayed on it. But that's one of those roads that if you didn't have a trailer on, your, your vehicle would absorb most of it and you wouldn't really know. Saying you're in a, you feel it in a semi. People in cars, they have no idea. Like you have no idea how bad some of these things are. Put a little trailer on your, on your pickup or. Jump in a semi and you, you'll have an eye-opening experience. Every bridge, boom, boom. Yeah. So 
anyway, we got there, got the goats loaded, got home. All was, all was well. But How do you like them? The goats? So far, so good. Not, not the tires. Uh, the tires you probably like too. So far, so good. They're, they're Kiko goats. Kiko? Kiko goats. Never heard of them. New Zealand, New Zealand breed. So the, the big meat goat that, that you really hear a lot about are the boar goats, which are South African. Mm. And then the, the Kiko goat is, is kind of the, I'm going to say the second most popular meat goat. Someone may correct me, but I'll, I'll debate it. Mm. I'll debate it. The boar goat is just so overwhelming that that's just really what you, what you hear the most of. But the Kiko goat is a little more, a little more hardy. They a little easier to keep alive than boar goats, mm-hmm. which um, fits up here. Fits up here. They handle they handle cold real well. Just the development of, they they were developed from feral wild goats. So check this out. Inters. This is the second strange connection between Australia, New Zealand, whatever. You know, it's kind of one piece, or was at one time, potentially whatever the Pangaea thing. This is the second time this week I've heard a strange correlation between Africa and Australia. So. You, you said the boar goats, South Africa, right? Yeah. And these were from New Zealand. I was talking to a guy earlier this week, and he was telling a story about, he lives in Lewistown, but he, he's from Australia, and he was a geologist and worked for a company that was doing, they'd fly around in a helicopter to all these stream beds all over, I can't remember the region of Australia, but they would dig and take samples looking for diamonds in Australia. Because their theory, this was years and years ago, the theory was Australia used to be pushed up with, you know, Africa as part of the same continent. And when the Pangaea shifted or whatever and everything broke apart, that if, if Africa's full of diamonds, it's very likely that Australia was the same. And it is. Um, so anyways, when you said this about the, the goats, perhaps there was some ancient goat pre- Continental drift, potentially. Never know. See, it's a fun theory, but it's not true. Ah, come on. <laughs> no, these breeds were, were developed breeds. But a, a cool idea. You know, just throwing it out. So, so yeah, got, the, got them home. Everyone's kind of settled in and we're embarking on the meat go journey. Mm, sweet. Going in on it. I think you guys will be doing it at the ranch Won't within be long. a couple of years. I think it's going to be our drought busting. I think that's going to be what I'm going to do to try to prepare for the drought is all the cattle gone, all the goats in next 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. Dad's getting more and roosters getting asking more and more questions about I, it. I know. I mean, if you're there to make money. It's like driving an aerodynamic semi. If you're there to make money. We're going to be out here working. Let's make as much money as we can while we're doing it. You're going to make more money with goats and your you can take a lot less bodily damage. Yeah. Which, which roost? It's all the same as you drive a classic truck, way more bodily damage. Those, those Peterbilts and Kenworths trying to squeeze between the seats to get in the, <laughs> into the sleeper. Same, same <laughs> deal. All right. So I, I want to get into a, a little trucking situation that, that came across my radar here. Oh, Personally. Sweet. Have you ever hauled van trailers? Yeah. What was what was your experience as far as the van being loaded? You hooking up to a van? I mean, just walk walk through. So what I did, we had a slow winter. Well, first of all, 
Tell what a van trailer is. Anyone uh, van, van trailers, are, you guys, are the ones, you, they're like the bulk of what you see on the road. They're the white boxes that most of the semis are pulling around. They just call them a, a dry van. Yeah, you can put anything in there. I mean, you never, there could be anything. There could be vehicles to toilet paper to furniture to anything you see in any store, anything. And I mean, building supplies, even they'll put in on like anything, right? So, this is probably three, four years ago. We had just a you know decent fall with cattle, but winter came. Winter was super slow. No cattle were moving. We were kind of twiddling our thumbs, and came across a deal from a guy in eastern Montana who was looking for truckers to hook on. He had dry vans and reefer trailers. The difference between a dry van and a reefer is that a reefer has a refrigerated unit on the front, and the walls are insulated, so you can haul you know, things that need to be cooled or frozen. So you can haul a lot of food products and they can also haul all the other stuff a van does. So they're even a little more versatile, but he needed, I was actually pulling a reefer for him. Never hauled any food products that required refrigeration. It all ended up being general freight. Things from, I hauled processed like grains, like flour in big old super totes from North Dakota out to Seattle. We'd unload out there and then reload skid steer tracks like the rubber tracks haul tracks back across to the midwest or sometimes it was engine parts just all kinds of various stuff but as far as being loaded empty they're kind of designed to be loaded all the time i mean it's it's not very often that you have many empty miles with a van trailer because they're so broad and what they can haul but because they're so broad and what they can haul a lot of times not always but a lot of times their rate of pay can, can be a little less than some of the more specialized industries. Did you load your own van trailers or did um, other people load no, them? We usually, it was usually you, you back up. So basically most of the places you go, they're big warehouses, right? And they have all these docks along the wall and each dock has like a garage door that, you know, they shut. So, and each, Bay also has, each dock also has a red light, green light. So you go check in and they're like, all right, dock 21. So you go and you back into dock 21. And once you back up to it, that light that's green turns red. And you don't typically, this is general, this isn't all things you guys, but generally you, you sit there until the light turns green again. That could be in 30 minutes. That could be in six hours. They usually give you an, like a rough idea, but I've had times where it was supposed to be an, you know, an hour you'll be turned out of here. <laughs> Three, four hours later, it's still blinking red. You're like, hey, did you forget about me? <laughs> and of course, they, they deal with it. They're like, no, I just sit in your truck and wait. It's a lot of, yeah, it's, it's a lot of no touch. They call it no touch freight. And green light turns on green and you hit the road. Get your, yeah, you check out at the security shack and head on your way. So, so... You may not know what's gone into your trailer. You just are told no, I mean, you may not even have any idea. No, okay. and, and oftentimes they seal it and lock it. You know, like you couldn't, a lot of places you go in there, they're like, whoa, they have a cage. Like you step in the door and there's like a little cage. So you go in thinking, I'm walking in the warehouse. And you open the door and shut it. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, whoa hmm. there's, there's walls around me. And it's like ring the bell for service. But I mean, it's a vast warehouse that's a lot of these are, I don't know how, they seem like a mile long. And you, 
there's so much stuff. And yeah, and then they seal it. And, and then some places, if the seal is ever broken, they'll reject the load. So like, they tell you what's on, you know, this is what's in your truck. So if the law enforcement asks, what are you hauling? You're like, oh, I got a load of furniture on from down here in Georgia or, or you know, whatever. They, okay. That's just kind of that. And I assume law enforcement, if they want to, could probably break the seal and sign off that, you know, the DOT in such and such state opened your trailer. So it wasn't the truck driver, you know, mm-hmm. don't fire him for opening this load. It was us. I, I'm not quite sure on that, but I never had any of my sealed loads open, but I had plenty of sealed loads that were shut. Those food grade loads, especially that were food ingredients, they would seal them. Okay. So we kind of lined out these van trailers, drivers. Mystery. <laughs> yeah. Mystery. What? Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I'm, I am there in this was, county jail. There was, I'm going to maybe come back. I work in this county jail here in Great Falls. And there's, there's two things that almost everyone in the dental chair expresses to me. One is that the amount of innocent people in jail never ceases to amaze. <laughs> Every single person is innocent in there. Everyone. Everyone is. And the other one that I always get a chuckle is, I can't tell you how many of these people, it's just amazing that they had dental appointments scheduled to get their teeth fixed and they got arrested. And that's why they're, <laughs> why their teeth are bad in jail. Like, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I just been left here to die in jail. Like, I promise, I promise I had a dental appointment scheduled the next day. I was going in the next day and I got arrested that oh. night. Like they all tell me that. And you can obviously tell this is years of oh. like, you never even looked at a toothbrush. <laughs> like they might not even quite know what a dentist is. Someone <laughs> told them that like, if something's wrong with your tooth, maybe a dentist might be the person. I mean, but they all say, oh, I, I, had, I had an appointment scheduled and I got arrested. And they all do this. This yeah, is so funny. So, so they're all innocent. They all had dental appointments scheduled, you know, right the day before right the day before they got arrested or the day after they got arrested. So they had to, they couldn't make the appointment anyway. You, you know, when people are innocent, you're like, yeah, sure you are. You know, they're sitting there, their, their necks and faces are tattooed. <laughs> you know, they're just hard, hard looking rough. And you know, you're like, yeah, okay, sure. You're innocent. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a, I had a lady in my, in my chair a couple weeks ago and she just was different than everyone else just the way she carried herself her she was just different than than the regular inmates that are in the dental chair there and and kind of got talking with her and she was from Canada and i was just like i mean immigration you tr- you trying to sneak across the border yeah, is that why you're <laughs> Why'd you get arrested she goes no she goes i i was a nurse for years and then I started truck driving, long haul truck driving. And she goes, I got sent down. I was doing a route and I ended up in California and I was taking a load of watermelons from California back to Canada. She goes, I hooked onto my trailer, took off and I got pulled over for an inspection. And she said they, it was an inspection where they were running semis through a big x-ray unit to x-ray the contents of the trailers. And so they x-rayed her, pulled her over, got in the back of her truck and way up in the nose of the trailer. Up high, just a place I couldn't even reach. So high, just a big old passel of cocaine <laughs> in there. So, oh no. 
so she um she you know i i and i was a little murky i wasn't quite following the story at this point because i was i was focused on some other things as she was talking but whatever happened is they she said i just started driving for this company they told me to pick up this trailer and or they loaded the trailer or whatever I, and I, a lot of it is that way they call it drop and hook where they just have trailers all over and you just go hook up to whatever and when you get up there you unhook and you're on to another trailer she, she goes i i i don't know they just this is what i was assigned to drive in and so i i don't remember why they she wasn't arrested or but she was let off or whatever and she went back up to canada and then in the meantime she had had a warrant issued for her arrest for transferred for that dealing drugs it was a uh, possession intent to distribute or something like that based off of that based off of that and so she was up in canada didn't know anything about it and she was coming across the the montana canadian border to come to someone's graduation in montana and she got arrested at the border because there was a big warrant out for her <laughs> so she's in jail dang so she wasn't even in her truck or nothing Mm-mm. she was just but it was for that this and now it's it's and I, I spent time trying to research online a little bit her her case and I haven't found anything that gives a lot any more details. Huh. But she's like she's one of the the few people where I when I just the way she carries herself and who she is from like yeah she might not be guilty of this. But oh man, that's a that's so that, that leads a, to some questions, I suppose. Yeah, and I I would love to I'd love to talk to her attorney. She goes, my attorney's not quite sure what to do with this. She goes, she's not quite sure how to fight this. I'd, I'd love to get her on here sometime, her or her attorney. And yeah, she's probably this. from here, I suppose. The attorney? Her attorney? <sighs> For some reason, I, I looked her up and it was some kind of a public defender or something that I feel like it was based out of Seattle. Hmm. But she's federal. It's okay. not state. Oh, She's federal because a- it was a federal, federal offense. And so in, in Montana, the federal, federal detainees are held in county jails man i hadn't thought of that so so as a truck driver hmm. if you're just ba- back up hit the red light green light go you have no idea what's in your trailer hmm. and even if even if you were suspicious in that case like sure go pick through the watermelons like if she's like i'm down here in southern california i better watch this like you said it's up in the top of the reefer unit up there she's not gonna be able to get to it anyway like so- so I, I am huh. very just curious. Any listeners too that might might Does drive anyone have fans or reefers have any experiences of something that where you're just hauling to get. And I, I would I I know I'm missing pieces of this story because hey, I only had this, her in my office for a little bit. Now, and, but now that you're saying this, I'm thinking about how many times that I've hauled stuff that that could so easily be me especially like doing our hopper stuff. I mean, I was just, I was down in New Mexico a few months ago down there. I mean, I was right on the border loading product. And I'm like, you know how easy it would be for some guy in a, in a, in a grain elevator warehouse type place where in a, you don't even get, I mean, you pull in, you pull into the spout and they just fill your, your hopper full of product, grain, whatever it is, fertilizer. For a guy to be up on there and just toss a big sealed bag of whatever into your load and then just bury it, as long as he had someone on the other end where it was going, and man, and they make a seal a lot of any of that stuff that's that's high dollar or anything, you have to put load seals where you seal your gates and 
you know, if the seals are broken, it's this huge deal. You know, they say, oh, you got, you have to report the numbers and the seal numbers you have to send into the office on both ends. And now I'm realizing like, what an easy way to, to prey on. I mean, that could be me. So easy. Yeah. You know, I, the more we talk about this, I think I'm going to uh, track down her attorney. I have to look into that. And see, see if I can, if she'd be willing to just talk more about this. Yeah. You know, say, hey, we, we do this podcast at the trucking base. What, what does a trucker do in this situation? I'd, I'd love to talk to law enforcement, federal law enforcement and say, hey, what, I mean, but I, I know I'm missing, I don't have the whole story with this, this lady. It maybe there is something else why they decided to arrest her, but I, that's why I'd love to, but to I mean, find more about it. And yeah, and maybe so. Maybe they found some information that said, "Oh, she's linked to this deal," and yeah. and she's another one that's trying to tell you she's innocent. But it has me thinking about me and all these other truckers now. What what do you do? What if you what if? Could you imagine if I pulled into some border crossing checkpoint down there and they're like, "You got you got a keg of cocaine in your hopper," I'd be like. And of course, I look like this. Like they're gonna believe me, thinking like, "Oh, <laughs> they're gonna think I'm all set up running drugs." You know, and even like she got ran through an X-ray. And have you ever seen those those I, truck X-rays? I think so. I I think so. Apparently, some checkpoints have those where it, you just drive your truck and it X-rays your whole trailer so they can see what's in your trailer. I haven't spent a lot of time through the checkpoints in the South, but those there's a lot of people out. I guarantee listening that have and and are like, yeah, they just. But even I mean. You get pulled over. How just to tell them your story? How how long are you going to be? Hours? Yeah, getting grilled, getting, They're probably going to confiscate your trailer, and you're going to lose your load. I mean, they're yeah. going to just dump your load out. I'm sure or something. I you know, and you're going to end up having to pay for your load that gets unsealed and dumped. And so yeah, so huh. interesting, huh? <laughs> I never thought of so it you at can all. Have cocaine in the White House, and no one seems to care. <laughs> But you can't have it in a load of watermelons. Could you believe that? They're like, we don't know. We just don't know. Just magic. We don't know. Everybody else in the country knows where it came from, but nobody um, in the White House knows. Yeah, very funny. But yeah, huh. so that came across that. I thought it was an interesting to situation. Have her, to have her actually seem like different from the rest of, because you've been dealing with inmates for years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got a pretty good eye to mannerisms and to have one that... Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Jeez. yeah. I want to. I think I'm going to spend a little more time looking into this because I think it's an interesting subject to talk about on here. But I, it may end up being a thing that, as a truck driver, some ways you can help. Well, yourself. And, here's, and here's another thing about it: even if you are innocent, you become you're found innocent. That stuff doesn't clear from your record easily. The, you know, you fall into that situation so fast, but. As far as once that is out there about you or whatever, as far as all the federal records go, because all this is tied into your company safety and they're getting really big on that. Like if you fail a a drug test, for example, you go on this national register and every trucking outfit in the entire United States will now know you had a drug test issue. And to get that removed, because some drug tests aren't, I mean, most of them are, right? Like if someone fails a drug test, it's for good reason. but. There are a few minority cases that something went tweaky, but to get that cleared off, it's not like, oh yeah, that was a mistake. You know, that was a CBD oil or whatever. It doesn't just like poop go away. It's this huge drawn out process. 
that can take time. And if you're a, a driver looking for employment, can really hamstring you because. So I, you never know, man. Well, and and on the federal side too, the federal prosecutors are seem pretty. They ridiculous. just want to rack up wins. Yeah, and they don't. They don't care. You see it. I mean, you see it all the time. The, like the federal side, yeah. but if you really want to dig into this, there's a, a really interesting book called three felonies a day. And it, it says the average American commits three felonies per day. Mm. And, and why that happens. Oh, I think it was Stalin who this quotes attributed to. I think he said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Oh, meaning. And so our, a lot of our federal laws are written that they're very vague. So there's a lot of manipulation that can be had to swing real wide left or right, wide to wide right to to grab a, a certain behavior or an action and and then morph that into a to a, a federal offense. And then and then these these federal you know prosecuting attorneys are usually pretty career driven, which is you got to rack up wins. And so you know a lady whose truck had cocaine in it, easy easy rock there you know your win rate goes up so when it comes to these federal things it's it's really really interesting i know there's more to this story and i'd I'd love to to yeah see if you can do that find out more of it but something to think about you know what happens with truck drivers who have who've done these you know park what do they call them parking or drop loading oh drop and hook drop and hook mm -hmm. or you just back up to a dock and they load you and seal it you have no idea what actually went in it mm -hmm. apparently <laughs> I wonder how much cocaine you transported you didn't even know about. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. You know, I think I'm going to start kind of teasing some of these outfits in the South and say, hey, and be serious, you know, go in the office and say, hey, how do I know that I don't have drugs on my truck? And just be serious as a stone. And they'd be like, oh, can you, can you prove to me? Or do you have video footage I can have access to of my trailer getting loaded or anything? <laughs> Well, how, but how about this? Then they prove it to you, and then you get pulled over, and there's drugs in there. And they're like, "Hey, we showed him. We showed him. We showed him that he didn't have any in it. And he he demanded to show us, and we showed him. We showed him. He still got him. So. He, he signed right here that, yep, there's no drugs on my truck. Oh, and then the other thing is, you're like, if I knew I had a keg of cocaine in my truck, you think I'd drive through a basic X-ray checkpoint? Like, <laughs> come on, you're not gonna get through it. Oh. Uh. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting, interesting story. I think I'll, I think I will delve a little deeper into that. I maybe call her in for a special tooth adjustment. You know, I noticed last week she was, she was on my list to be seen again. She didn't have any early dental needs, huh? but I did say, Hey, when you get out of here, I got this podcast. I'd love to have you on. Yeah. So I wonder if she had something else she wanted to say. Maybe this Friday when I'm in there, I might yeah, have, have her come her, down again. Have her come down. And see the, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to check that out. But, but imagine this. <laughs> So, so say this is just like, it's all, she has actually done no wrong and, and she actually is innocent, right? Imagine if you're out there listening, imagine you with your regular life, the things you do, the business you have, the place you work, the family you have around you. Imagine being so unexpectedly, randomly plucked out of your world in just in the clothes you're in, any unsettled business, anyone waiting to hear back from you about this or that or whatever, just being plucked from that and placed in jail for weeks, months. Months. Hers, hers is going on months. 
Like, just imagine that for a second. If that's you in your life, just think wherever you're at right now. Just imagine basically vanishing from the seat that you're in or the, the business you have. Like, what would, what would happen to your business? Like, hey, wasn't Uncle Jackson supposed to come to my graduation? <laughs> what, happened? what happened? I don't know. No one can get a hold of him. They just vanished. Yeah, interesting, huh? Huh. So, anyway, I want to get your thoughts on the yellow trucking oh. situation. But before we do that, I'm going to let's call this little intermission a little fun joke that everyone can play on a passenger in a car sometime. <laughs> okay. So new, I, new segment. I had a, I was in, I think it was dental school. I think that's where I met this patient. Him and his wife would come in and they were older, but just super funny. And she was telling me you know, all the things that he does that make, he thinks he's real funny. And he, one of them was one that I've used and it is tremendous. It's pretty good. So if you were driving and you got a passenger, you can lean your head back a little bit against the headrest, slightly open your mouth and close your right eye that's closest to the passenger and leave your left eye open. <laughs> so you can, <laughs> okay, I you. you can, you can, you, you have one eye, so you're driving with one eye open. But the person sitting to your right hand side just sees you with your head back and your mouth open and your eye closed. <laughs> and everyone I've done it to has freaked. Really? Oh, freaked out. Oh. Because they think you've fallen asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the funny thing about that. Like, if the driver's sleeping, what's like the, what's the surest way to wreck? You wake up and you're like, <gasps> right? And you jerk the wheel. You would think you want to be like, hey, stay, wake up. How you doing over there? Instead of like being like, ah! oh, I did it to my mother-in-law once. Oh, you did. <laughs> and we were, we've been in the car for all of us. I think everyone had been, was kind of dozing in the car a little bit. She had nodded off a couple times, but I thought, I'll get her inside. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard her just go, you're trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> she just didn't know what to say. She didn't exclaim. But then it is it's a funny one because you can man, you can make yourself, especially if you turn your head a little bit away so Tilt you have no chance of seeing left. your left eye that's open. Uh-huh. And you just lean your head back and have your mouth open up halfway. And, <laughs> oh man, it's just, it's a funny one. So play a little prank once in a while. <laughs> there you go. It's a, <laughs> kind of a funny one. That's good. You know, I don't know what made me think of that. Something made me think of that recently. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about that. Do that one. So, so uh, yeah, yellow trucking has been a uh, big news story. I think I read it's the biggest bankruptcy ever in the history of trucking. After getting a $700 million government bailout. Mm. Some mismanagement sounds like happening there. I thought that the government was the only entity capable of blowing through that much cash with nothing to show for it in that amount of time. But apparently not. Do you know a lot of details about this? Yeah, I kind of, yeah. I, I dug into it because we have an uncle that drove for yellow. Uh, drove, I say, in past tense. And uh, we had our family reunion here a couple weeks ago. And so uh, he came up for the day and got to talk to him a lot about it. Let me preface all this first by saying I don't support poor operators in the trucking industry. I think that people that run their business in an unserious fashion, in an unhealthy way, I think that they are a drain on our entire industry. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily mean this as far as Yellow's drivers, but just generally speaking, poor run businesses 
attract poor, you know, some of the sketchier, seedier sides of, you know, the drivers and whatnot. Um, I think that's a pretty good description of our uncle, too. <laughs> Kevin, I hope you're listening. <laughs> but so I, I want you to know that, first of all, I mean, you kind of end up getting what's coming to you. If, if you don't take things seriously, if you rate cut, which I think was kind of, this is my opinion. My opinion of Yellow as a business was that they hauled freight way too cheap. I read an article yesterday that mentioned the biggest strain for customers of Yellow is that they're going to see, I think they said upper single digit, meaning 7 to 9% increase on their freight rates going forward with companies like XPO. So that tells me that at a minimum, Yellow was essentially running 10% under the market of what they should have been. And you can do that for a time, but after years of doing that, no matter how much cash infusion, taxpayer money that you take, that's all going to catch up with you. In Yellow's case, several years ago, just to kind of wrap this into a nutshell, several years ago, they were facing some issues and they went to their union membership, their drivers and said, if you guys can hold off on some pay increases, et cetera, et cetera, we'll push through this hard time. And when we come out on the other side, we'll make it right with you. So they came out on the other side, which was, you know, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> you come out. Here's the thing. If you couldn't get through COVID as a trucking company and just come away with the most money you've ever made through those years, like just get out. Cause if you couldn't make it work during COVID, you're never going to make it work. So yellow comes out of COVID in what should have been, especially think about everybody ordered everything online. That's all that stuff they haul is online orders, all that stuff. It all gets pushed through these line haul companies like XPO and yellow. And there's, there's a few others that come to mind. Anyway, they, the union more or less came and finally said, all right, it's time to pay these guys more. And so they started negotiations and they just kept falling through because <laughs> the union probably thought they had more money coming out of COVID than they did. They had no money coming out of COVID. They were still hemorrhaging, but they held their feet to the fire and said, pay up or, you know, we're going on strike. And essentially they held their, their feet to the fire and yellow had to go, okay, truth is, we're done. If you guys are going on strike, we're done. We're bankrupt. So they just filed for bankruptcy and let go of all their, was it 30,000? I think was the number that was always put out in the articles, but our uncle included. Was he, was he a part of the union? Do you have to be to drive for them? Yeah. Yeah. You're automatically part of it from what I understand. So I asked him, my question was like, so union is supposed to be kind of there for you considering the trucking economy kind of slowing down you know, and things just getting tougher. Do you wish that the union would have kind of listened to maybe I'm sure some of the membership was like, hold on, just wait, just, just wait, <laughs> hold your horses. Or are you glad that they pushed it clear over the edge of the cliff and pushed the wagon right over the edge? And he's like, well, I don't, you know, he, he kind of could understand both sides, but in his case, of course, he, he just recently started trucking coming from the insurance industry into trucking. And, 
So now he finds himself with not enough experience and at the bottom of a pile of a lot of drivers in the, in the city that he works in that are all now out trying to get jobs. And he's like, it's, it's not easy to go get a trucking job if you're not some 20 year driving mm-hmm. fella, you know, and, and a guy that needs to be around, you know, somewhat locally where you can be home. Can't just go out over the road. So just, it brings some interesting questions about, you know, the union. I understand back in the, like the industrial revolution, you know, you're getting your arms chopped off and dumped out the back door. You kind of needed some protection, but you look at nowadays and you're like, well, were you getting paid that bad? Cause y'all were still working there. And during COVID any and everybody would have hired anyone. So if you weren't making a wage that you were happy with, that would have been the time to go. And, you know, most of them didn't. So now they're, they're just in this, in this weird lurch where all these guys that had all this seniority that have been driving for yellow for years. I mean, sure, you can go get another job, but you lose everything, all of your, I'm kind of the guy around here. Well, I'm, I have to think that pensions probably went with it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Driving for, I mean, that's a big benefit to unions is a lot of them have pensions. So yet, you, you know, you stick around for 20 years and oh man, some of those guys that have been there forever and now it's done. Mm-hmm. It's bad. I mean, it's, it's a bad, yeah. it's a bad thing. So again, I'm not real happy. Like on the surface, I'm like, well, nice job union. Like you've ripped all these guys and a lot of their drivers are like, I'm never driving for a union again. I understand that. Like, yeah, but at the flip, you know, I don't want to stick up for yellow because they were a bad company that ran a poor business that was bad for our industry. They're, they're a bad player in our industry in my mind. So as a business. Yeah. It, it's a tough one because unions can really help can be beneficial for the person that's part of it. They can also, it can come back in this situation where. And it rarely happens. I mean, usually they end up making a deal, right? Yeah. It's very rare that it comes to this. But when you see it actually happen to this many people, it's like, that's real, man. They all, all these people lost their health insurance. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it's a bad deal. Well, and, and it's, it's not, it's just not that easy. There's not trucking jobs all over the place looking for, you know, line haul drivers. These 30,000 guys aren't just going to tomorrow walk into another trucking business and take off going into wintertime. That's the other thing. You're going into wintertime. Well, cause most of these line hauling are, are local routes. Right. Long, so you're going in the morning, coming home at night. Right. There, that's. Yeah, not a lot, a lot of, of those. Yeah, it, so it, it works well for these guys. I mean, they're, they're guys that have been home, you know, a lot of line halls, overnight runs, but they're home all day or whatever their hours are. It's regular home time. And now they're looking going, well, I guess I can go drive for, you know, one of these big over-the-road companies where you're gone for three weeks and home for three days. And as we've learned, van trailers that who knows what's in the you back now. home coke. <laughs> ah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, I think that's about it for the for this. Anything else to add? No, I, I think we'll let her we'll let her set sail. All right. Well, until next time, guys. 